very good evening to you and a warm welcome to Living Lent with me, Brendan Quinlevin, here on Scarif Bay Community Radio. Today is the fifth Sunday in the season of Lent. It is the beginning of what is known traditionally in the Church as Passion Tide, the final week of Lent leading into Holy Week, where we reflect a little more deeply on the passion or the suffering and death of Jesus. You're very welcome to the programme this evening as we have some prayer and reflection, some music for this fifth Sunday in the season of Lent. friend who regards invitations to a wedding as something akin to a court summons. As soon as one arrives, he begins to add up the cost, travel, accommodation, the gift, the time off work. He really hates to see those RSVPs at the end of an invitation, because if he refuses, he must also count the cost in terms of lost friendship, offence taken by a refusal, and so on. RSVP is an abbreviation for a French phrase which means please respond. A personal invitation is not meant to be tossed away casually. It is not merely for our information or amusement. It requires some response on our part. Someone is waiting to hear from us. They need to know, are you coming or not? Perhaps we should print those initials on our churches as well. We sometimes do include other initials in our churches, you know. Perhaps you've seen a stained glass window, an altar or a cross in the church that has INRI or IHS on it. Like our RSVP, those church initials originated in other languages, the ion or I is borrowed from the Latin initials for the phrase that was posted on Jesus' cross, Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. The IHS, meanwhile, is an adaptation of the first three letters of the name of Jesus as it appears in Greek. 
It would be entirely appropriate to carve RSVP into our altars and our crosses, for we ought to be reminded continuously that God has extended an invitation to us and that he is waiting for our response. The Bible offers us a variety of images to describe our relationship with God. He is the shepherd and we are his sheep. He is the master and we are his servants. He is the king and we are subjects in his kingdom. Yet none of those authoritarian images for God quite captures the whole truth. For his communication with us is not solely orders and instructions. He also invites. Here is our situation. God loves us so much that he wants us to love him back. To that end, he made us free. To that end, he condescends to enter into a relationship in which we might spurn his love. And to that end, he extends invitations to us and waits for us to respond. The image of God waiting for us to respond is portrayed poignantly in two New Testament passages. First, there is the marvellous picture of Christ standing at the door and knocking, waiting for us to open and welcome him in. Second, there is the heartache of Jesus weeping over Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often have I desired to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you were not willing. The first picture embodies the opportunity. The second picture raises the spectre of missed opportunity. God has good news for us, an invitation to come to the waters, to eat what is good, and to delight ourselves in something that really fills and satisfies. And of course, it's all for free, for that is always the offer of grace. And all of it is his treat, all of it is at his expense. So the only question is, are you coming or not? RSVP, please respond.
Nowadays, we have 24-hour news stations, satellite radio, email alerts, and other ways of finding out breaking news pretty much the instant it is happening. But it wasn't always so. It seems the first news event to travel almost instantly along the telegraph wires to most of the Western world was the explosion of the volcano known as Krakatoa in what is now Indonesia. Some have said this was the beginning of the modern world. There are times, though, when we can't get news too fast. Sometimes there is simply too much news so that we can't absorb it all. There is great suffering around the world, and in one sense, we have the information that allows us to respond to disasters almost immediately. However, because we have more information than ever, we find ourselves able to tune it out. Jesus lived in a time of slow and unreliable communication, yet he seemed overwhelmed at times, retreating to a hilltop or into the desert to get away to pray. This was important because compassion was at the heart of his ministry. And that is perhaps the beauty of the Incarnation. There is no longer a great distance between God and humanity. God, having taken on human form, cannot deny that the Divine knows intimately our flaws, our failings, our fears. God now thinks like us. The essential thing demonstrated by Jesus when he went to the extreme of accepting the cross in the face of our sinfulness is that we must be as persistent as our Lord in the face of the world's stubbornness. Like the proverbial squeaky wheel, our persistence must remain heroic until we finally get the attention of a world intent on ignoring the good news. Our example comes not only from the cross, but from God's word. In addition to persistence, we must never set ourselves apart so that what happens in the world seems to happen to someone else. Jesus was filled with compassion for people. That compassion is part of the tie that binds us all. The glut of news, these national tragedies and the complications may lead us to say, Woe is me! And for some people, that's what Lent is all about, looking inward to bemoan our sinful nature. The solution may be to look out and beyond and toward God's suffering world. We may not have all the answers. Our answers may not work. But Jesus tells us to get back in the game. If we cannot forestall the destruction of Jerusalem, we may yet rescue one soul. O oh, Jerusalem! That's right, it's still out there. And if Jesus is filled with compassion for them, how dare we fail in sharing his heart for a lost world. On a hill far away Stood an old rugged cross 
the emblem of suffering and shame. And I love that old cross where the dearest and best for a world of lost sinners was slain. So I'll cherish the old rugged cross till my trophies at last I sounds will stir the mind and heart. For instance, music has a marvellous way of igniting an array of emotions. Someone can listen to a song, close their eyes and feel once again the exhilaration of their first kiss or the bittersweet memory of love that was lost. A note or two of music can resonate a deep chord within Filmmakers know this well and use it to their advantage. Have you ever tried to watch a film with your television muted? The drama of the film is removed. The screeches, screams and other spine-tingling sounds give the film its impact. What are the sounds which evoke emotions within you? Perhaps it is the sound of a certain song that spurs a haunting memory. Maybe it is the sound of a door slamming shut. Maybe it is the sound of a particular person's voice or the sound of footsteps coming down a darkened hall. Maybe it is the sound of beeping next to a hospital bed. Or maybe it is the sound of silence reminding you of your aloneness. Whatever your particular sound is, you know when you hear it. 
The resurrection is God's way of revealing to us that nothing which belongs to God will ever go to waste. It is God's way of revealing to us that nothing in life is so dead and hopeless that it cannot be transformed and resurrected. Perhaps you're wondering if this is really possible. Maybe you're trying to crawl your way out of life's jarring jaws and you really want to know if it is possible to experience the recycling grace of resurrection. Perhaps you feel like your life has been one funeral after another, one disappointment after another, one loss after another, and you desperately want to know if it is possible to experience a transformation of all the lifeless, hopeless, and useless parts of your life. Well, yes, it is possible. It's possible if you are willing to open your deepest and darkest tombs and pray, Lord, here is all the mess, the pain, and the despair that is within me. Take it, transform it, and breathe new life into me. That is why we journey through this season of Lent, so that we may celebrate Easter. That is why on Easter Day the trumpet sounds, the sanctuary is full of flowers, why there is liturgy and pageantry. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead will raise us from the dead. The same power that gave Jesus life will give us life. The same power that breathed into Jesus' tomb will breathe into our tombs. Easter gives us permission to dance in the face of death and say, like St. Paul, death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? For God in Jesus Christ has put everything under his feet and he is judge of all things, living and dead. And as judge, the Lord has conquered our sin. He has overcome our despair and defeated everything which is the enemy of life. We pray, and God responds. Lord, they have hung you on a cross and put you in a tomb. Yes. Lord, is it dawn? Yes. Is your tomb empty? Yes. Is that you? Yes. Are you telling me that you're alive? Yes. Does this mean that since you have conquered death, I too will conquer death? Yes. Does that mean that because you live, I will live? Yes. Are you telling me that you have the last word? Yes. When they crucified my Lord Were you there When they crucified my Lord Ah, sometimes It causes me Were you there 
when they crucified my Lord. Were you there when they nailed him to the tree? Were you there when Sometimes it causes me to tremble, tremble, tremble. Were you there when they nailed him to the tree? Were you of Randy Travis there with the great spiritual classic Were You There When They Crucified My Lord Well, Akarja, Shinwil Uimsha Thant Haum Eg Shlaunu Hart Agus Kahim Eslan Aagai Liv Gudamila Mahagiv Guleir As Vur Gwijachta Hrantona Inyuv A very warm thank you to each and every one of you for joining me for these programs of reflections and music during this season of Lent. Thank you so much for your company. We will be with you again next Sunday evening at the same time as we enter into Palm Sunday of the Lord's Passion and the beginning of Unchachtan War, the Great Week and the Great Events of Holy Week. And we'll reflect on those events on our programme on next Sunday evening. 
Thank you all so much for tuning in to Scarif Bay Community Radio. Good day, 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 good day